podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. to the Cop Eye Podcast with your hosts Mick Moran and Jay Pearson. Hello everybody, we're back with another Cop Eye special for you. Uh, if you don't know by now, I'm Jay and as always I'm alongside uh, Mick. How you doing fella, you okay? Yeah, not too bad yourself. Really good buddy, really good. Well today we're absolutely honoured to be joined by a German football legend. He's won three Bundesliga titles and two German Cups and as well as a European champion with Germany at Euro 96. He was signed by Jared Hurley in the summer of 2000 and he went on to form a back four that I still talked about as one of the best Liverpool's ever seen. He played a massive part in the side that won an unprecedented treble in 2001 and even helped himself to goals at Goodison Park and won in the UEFA Cup final against Alaves. It is of course Marcus Babbel. Marcus, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. Hi, welcome. How are you? Really good, buddy. Really good. Thank you so much for uh, for, for joining us. And uh, well, you know, back in Germany after being in Australia and uh, settling back home nicely, I assume. Yeah, I'm still in isolation. A uh, couple of days to go, and then uh, yeah, I can't say well, I can't say uh, uh, back to normal life because at the moment nothing is normal. Uh, but then uh, I can go out of my apartment and uh, that helps a lot. That's right. We, um, we, we spoke to Sean Dundee uh, last week and he was doing the exact same thing, just you know, in lockdown and just waiting to, can't wait to get back out again and obviously make sure you, you, you stay safe as well. So we'll, we'll just start right at the beginning of your time in Liverpool. Um, Gerard Ullier signed you in the summer of 2000 on a Bosman, which for us fans was an, an excellent piece of business given your reputation. Um, do you remember much of how how the move came about, and was it an easy decision to choose Liverpool? Um, it, it was an easy decision um, because uh, I always wanted to play in uh, in, the, in the Premier League. Um, um, it's a, Germany in this time was a bit different to England because in England uh, the, the, the supporters are very proud about the local guys, and, and this time in Germany it wasn't different. It was the supporters always loved uh, the new stars and the local boys. They, they were not so accepted. Of, yeah, the, um, there was yeah. Uh, yeah, for, for us players like Didi Harman, uh, me, it wasn't easy to, to handle this because, um, yeah, it's, it's not so easy to come from the youth in the first team and, and bring every time your performance, but no one recognized this. Um, and then after six years, I, I had the feeling I have to change now something. Uh, of course, Bayern Munich is a massive club. Uh, um, a big, big, uh, not even in Germany, even I think worldwide, a, a massive club. And uh, but still, I said I have to change something. I, I had the chance to 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 move to Man United. I didn't do it because uh, I didn't have the the right feeling. And if I can. Uh, in talk with uh, with uh, Liverpool, uh, all the the meetings what we had, I always got a better and better feeling, and uh, and then was a very easy decision to say, uh, yeah, I, I want to play for this uh, unbelievable club, traditional club, and and in the end, I did everything right. Absolutely, that was a 
it's a nice bonus for you to turn down Manchester United for us. We appreciate that. I didn't. Know that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a very busy transfer window for the club. I mean, with the likes of Nick Barnby, Christian Ziga, Gary McAllister arriving as well. Was there a sense of this was a very serious team Julio was putting together? And did you think you could challenge on all four fronts? Yeah, the, the the good thing is if you play for a club like Bayern Munich, is for you it's normal to to say, yeah, yeah, listen, I want to win everything. I want to win the league. I want to win the the, the cups, and um, so that was my mentality. So for me, it was not a, a big change to 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 change my attitude uh, uh, because maybe Liverpool in this time wasn't yeah, this big like uh, Man United or Arsenal uh, or, or the other teams. But for me, it was clear, hey, listen, uh, I think we have a good side. We have talent. Um, maybe we were not deep enough to, to battle for the title. Um, but for the Cups, uh, and you saw it, uh, uh, it was in every game I went on the pitch, for me, it was clear we, we beat this, this opposite side. And to be fair, we had a good, a good, good year with, uh, with good success, with in, especially in the Cups. I mean, yeah, you. I think you were. I think you were 28 at the time uh, you arrived at, at Anfield, and you know, you you were at, like I said before, you arrived with three Bundesliga medals, two German Cup winners medals, UEFA Cup again. Um, you know, you added a wealth of experience, a relatively young side. Um, but was that the message from Julier? Because I know he, it was the message to Gary McAllister to look after like the likes of Steven Gerrard and Danny Murphy from a midfield perspective. Was that the case for yourself and uh, and Jamie Carragher? Yeah, Olier, I think he was very important for for the whole club because he brought a, a discipline back. He, um, yeah, he, yeah, had a had a good eye for especially for 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 young players. But uh, I think the the mix what we had um, was was really really good with the with the big talents like uh, Stevie G or yeah, Michael wasn't this old in this time. Emil Haskey wasn't this old in this time. Uh, Danny Murphy, um, so and, and then of course the experienced guys with uh, with Gary Mayerster, with uh, Didi Harman, Sammy Hüppie, with me. Um, I think the mix was fantastic, and uh, and also uh, he always said hey, because I was talking to him uh, uh, about the English players, and he said, "Listen, Marcus, um, on the pitch always has to stay four or five English players. I don't want uh, uh, um, I don't want this like like Arsenal was doing or Chelsea." was doing many, many foreigners uh, uh, on the pitch, maybe one or two max uh, uh, English guys. And he always said, no, we, we have these good local guys, so we, I let them play. And I try to build around them uh, good foreigners. And um, yeah, and to be fair, it was, it was the right decision. Yeah, so when you, when you first joined the club, uh, you, the relationship in the dressing room with like uh, Didi Haman and Christian Zieger, and other German players in the team, was that... Was that something that was on your mind when you signed for the club, or did that relationship kind of grow when you were when you when you go in? Uh, first, I, I came to the old Melwood, so it was a bit different to Bayern Munich because the the changing rooms and the gym that wasn't this good. And uh, um, but uh, I, I loved it from from because it was original football, you know, and. Um, and then, of course, it helped me a lot because I couldn't speak a word uh, English if I arrived in, in England. And then you have to learn Liverpool accents. It's also not so easy. And uh, especially Didi, he helped me a lot. And uh, 
and uh, yeah, and then of course, then then you have to bring your performance. And this is uh, in the beginning, you know, especially the English players, they were a bit skeptic about all the foreigners. But then they saw, okay, he's a guy. He gives one hundred percent for the club, um, so he's he's accept now. And uh, because we had uh, also other players, you know, I think we had. 12, 13 uh, French-speaking uh, guys and uh, it wasn't easy many times because they were always in a, in a group, they were not, yeah, not uh, talking to, to us or to the, to the English guys, so um, it wasn't easy. Uh, Gerard Hollier wasn't happy with these guys as well uh, because he always said, hey, if you come to the Drinks crowd, it's only, only English, uh, what you have to talk and um, yeah, and then I, I took the teacher. I had many, many lessons after the training, and um, yeah, and then I proved. And you know, even then, I, I start to play well because I understood more and more and more, and it was so much easier than for me to perform on the pitch. Because um, you know, if you if you can speak the language or if you can uh, give a com commandos, um, then this is so much easier. Yeah, and obviously, it must have been difficult. Like playing alongside the likes of Jamie Carragher, like you touched on the scouts' accent. How difficult yeah, was that? It was, it was really, it was really funny because um, one one day in, in the changing room, uh, Robbie Fowler was talking to to Jamie Carragher, and uh, Gary McAllister was sitting opposite to me and is uh, saying to me, Marcus, do you understand the word?" And I said, "No." <laughs> and he said, "Don't worry, me too." <laughs> so I, I think this says everything. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, well, I mean, you know, when you look at it, like we said before, you played you know, 60 out of 63 games in the season. Well, you made your debut in a 1-0 win against Bradford um, at Anfield. What was it like uh, walking out into Anfield for the first time? Look, Anfield is special. Um, from the first day, from the first game on, I, I fall totally in love with the stadium, uh, with the supporters, because... Um, I, I was used to play in, in the Olympic Stadium, you know, the, the supporters very far away from the pitch. And uh, yeah, if it's not a top game, normally it wasn't sold out. It wasn't a top atmosphere because everyone expected to, that you win the, the, the home game. Uh, from the first time, I had goosebumps on my arm. Every home game, doesn't matter against two. I, I really loved, especially to play at home because it was always a fantastic uh, atmosphere, and especially the night games, uh, the different class to, to everything. Yeah, we had quite a few good ones that season as well, which obviously we, we will come on to as well. But that's, that's your first game. And, and yeah, you, your first goal came away at Stoke in an 8-0 battery in the League Cup. I mean, you played that many games. Do you remember much about it? Remember much about the game, the goal? Uh, to be fair, not really. Not really. I, I know... Every away game or every home game was a was a really tough game. Uh, that was also a big difference to, to Germany because the, in Germany you have teams you know you win this game, but in in the Premier League you have to fight for every single point, and um, that was the biggest difference. Very tough, very brave opposite sides. You know they were not afraid about to play against uh, Liverpool. They were not afraid to play against uh, Michael Owens, DVG, and all the names. And uh, it was so tough and so hard. And and um, and, and there was there was the, the, the biggest difference to 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 Germany because I, I, yeah, if you play so many games, what we had to play, and uh, you have to fight every single game. It costs so much power and, and so much energy, and, and think this 
that's what I was saying before. I think then wasn't our 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 squad wasn't deep enough with uh, with the quality to yeah to handle this because um, um, yeah uh, I think there was Man United in this time Arsenal they were they were a bit stronger than us. So if we fast forward a little bit to the the League Cup final in February two thousand and one, um, Liverpool hadn't won a trophy for I think six years at the time. And did you guys feel the pressure going into that League Cup final against Birmingham? Because obviously, obviously as fans, we were really wanting um, a, a trophy. And although the final couldn't have gone a lot smoother, <laughs> yeah, let's safe to say, uh, I think our uh, our hearts were up and down. <laughs> But did you guys feel the pressure as much as that? Those fans were wanting it. Um, you know, if if you if you're in a final, of course, there is always pressure there. It doesn't matter against who you play because if you're in the final, you want to win this final. Because I tell I tell you, it's a very really bad feeling if you if you not win a, a final. And um, it doesn't matter if you play Birmingham or Arsenal, London or Alaves. It's, um, this is, doesn't matter because uh, if you're in the final, you you give everything to to win the final because no one wants to have this feeling if you go go as loser from the pitch. And uh, um, but of course, uh, if you play as a as, as Liverpool against Birmingham, then everyone expect that you win, and this is uh, yeah a lot of pressure. Or if you play with Liverpool against Alaves, everyone expect uh, um, that you win. But you saw the finals. Um, yeah, it wasn't easy games, but in the end, uh, we, we got the cup. Yeah, we got there in the end. It must have been nice picking up your first piece of silverware uh, as a Liverpool player so early. Yeah, of course. This is um, especially after a long time. You know, uh, Liverpool wasn't winning uh, uh, for a longer period uh, a trophy, and then of course, this, this is something special. But uh, even if you win a, the year before a, a trophy. Always special uh, to play, especially finals. Um, it's a bit different to a league, you know, uh, um, because this is one game. Everything can happen, and if you fight for this 90 minute or 120 with penalty, whatever, then and if you win this cup, then then this is a special, special feeling. And uh, um, I had the luck. Uh, uh, I got some trophies. Um, I had this luck to, to win finals, and uh, yeah, and of course, if you if you change from a foreigner country to to, to England, um, of course, it wasn't in the beginning wasn't easy for for me to yeah to to, to settle down, and, and it takes a bit a bit time to to bring your best performance. But yeah, if you if you stay in the end uh, on the pitch and, and you do yeah you you give everything for 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 the success, and if you can have the, the trophy, then it's a brilliant feeling, unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah, great stuff. Now, moving on to one of your one of your other your other great goals in a, in, a, in a three-two win over Everton, one of one of the best one of the best derbies I can remember. Uh, the Gary Mack derby, obviously at the ninetieth minute, and Gary Mack steps up and kills that free kick. Must have been yeah. an amazing feeling. And obviously, you got got a goal that game. What do you remember about that game, and how much did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I played a couple of derbies, but uh, uh, I never saw a, a seven or six years old kid uh, shouting me with really, really bad words if I walked out for a throw-in. <laughs> uh, there was a big surprise for me, to be fair. 
but uh, and, and yeah, they, they had a tough, tough, tough team. Not not easy to play against them. Strong fellas, big fellas. You know, Duncan Ferguson as, as example is a, is it's not easy to play against him because uh, uh, he also uh, Derby. He, he, I was thinking he, he's totally mad because he did so many fouls and 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 wasn't yeah he was trying to to hurt us and, and everything. And then, of course, if you if you can win this game, then then it's a special moment because you know how important it is for this, especially for the supporters. And then, if you can score in a game like this, even better because um, I don't know why uh, I saw this situation a couple of weeks ago. This goal, I think tactically, I did everything wrong. What you can do wrong, and uh, <laughs> but I, I could score, so it was fantastic. Because most of my goals uh, was with the head, and if yeah. you, yeah, if you can uh, score a, a goal with with your feet, then it's uh, a special feeling, of course. It was because it was mad. I mean, I was, I can't remember. I think I was about sixteen at the time. I didn't know the game, but when I was watching on the TV, it was on the counter attack, and Robbie Fowler down the left hand side, and the ball is trickling across, and the, the camera pans, and you you just appear out of nowhere. Like, what is Babel doing there? He's in the car. It was absolutely brilliant. Exactly. In this moment, uh, I think <laughs> on the halfway, I was thinking exactly the same. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and, uh, and I say, come on, now you're over the half, half line. Come on, let's go. Try to, to run till to the end. Maybe you get the ball. Um, but I wasn't expecting the ball. And then, then came the ball and I only said, hey, try to hit him uh, correctly with technique and... To be fair, wasn't wasn't this bad? Oh, wasn't bad at all. Nice little outside of the foot. It was really, really good. I mean, that was it. You, if you score an amazing side derby, your name just goes straight up to the top of the list, mate. So fair play to you for doing that. Yeah. So um, it was quite an eventful time for the club. Obviously, after the, the Gary Mack derby and um, just beforehand, we'd had a UEFA Cup quarter final tie. Marcus, if I mention the name Jose Maria Garcia Miranda to you, does that bring back any memories against Roma? Oh, oh now you say the home game against Roma. Yeah, I think we, we had the luck on our side in this game, definitely, because uh, for me it was a clear penalty for, for Roma. And uh, what a strong side. Uh, we beat them uh, away from home, but uh, at home they were so strong. Uh, unbelievable side. But... Uh, with a lot of luck, we, we we came in the next stage, and um, also in the in the first game uh, was a German referee, and uh, I, I remember still to the begin, it was a really bad foul from from Christian Sieger, yeah. and in Germany normally it's a red card, and uh, um, so he, we had luck. He only. Uh, showed him a yellow card. So in both games uh, with the referees, uh, they were on our side, definitely. Well, I'll just set the scene for people who don't know. Um, UEFA Cup quarter-final tie against Roma. Uh, the first leg, we were, we won 2-0. Uh, Michael Owen scored two over in Italy and uh, gave us a great advantage going into the second leg. Uh, second leg at Anfield a week later, um, Roma scored in the second half to make it 2-1 on aggregate to Liverpool. Um, so Roma needing a second goal, wave after wave of attack, and uh, within ten minutes of them getting the, f the first goal, cross comes in from the left hand side, um, hits you on the arm. Uh, the referee blows his whistle and points to the spot. Obviously, from a Liverpool perspective, we're all devastated. But then, within ten to fifteen seconds, he changes his mind and starts walking to the corner flag, and points to the corner flag and gives a corner. 
Um, Marcus, give us your version of events. What was uh, what was going through your mind? Uh, this is. Uh, I'm still not happy with this rule because this is so difficult. Uh, because uh, he he was crossing. Uh, he hit my arm. Uh, it wasn't that I, my arm went to the ball. Um, uh, this is. Ah, this is a very, very difficult uh, rule. Also for the referees, very difficult. Um, and, but I can remember, uh, I think it was, I, I'm not sure if it was a before or after, there was also a foul in the, in the, in the, in the, in the penalty box. And, uh, and he said, no, it's not, it's, 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 he was diving. And so in this game, we had so much luck. And uh, yeah, we can lose easily 2-3-0 because in this game, they were so much better. And trust me, there was one of the toughest games I ever played because I had the feeling the time is not going out. Uh, I don't know how long we have to play, but it was still only 90 minutes. But the, from the feeling, I was thinking, oh my God, because one wave to the another wave came on our, our box and, and we had only to defend. We couldn't, uh, couldn't play our style of football because uh, Roma was so dominant and, and so strong. And there was the, long, the longest, longest game I ever played in my, in my head. <laughs> well, like you said at the beginning, mate, at least we got the right result. But well, sticking with the UEFA Cup, we'll just move on to the the, the semis there against Barcelona. Um, how much of a big tie was that for yourself? Because you had a you had a, a really good record um, at the new Camp, um, if, I, if I remember rightly. And you know, the likes of Guardiola, Rivaldo, and Cliver coming to Anfield um, for a, you know big European night. Did you do you feel that uh, in in the second leg? Yes, Barcelona is always a, a good side for me. I, I think uh, I never lost against them. So uh, for me, I was very confident that we, we can beat them because <laughs> I never lost against them. And um, of course, there was a fantastic side. But uh, yeah, and, and then, you know, you come, you come in a way and you come in a belief that hey, everything is possible. And uh, of course, it's a big name, it's a big side. But uh, hey, we are Liverpool. And we are also strong, and and this is the and, and, and I think we were physically stronger than them. And, um, and if you can, yeah, uh, because Barcelona always wants to play. They, they play a really beautiful style of football. But uh, if they have to play against a tough team uh, like Dogs, what we what we were in, in this time, then they have big problems. And, and exactly this has happened. And, and uh, yeah, they were. For me, it was clear we, we have a massive chance to come in the final, and uh, yeah, it's perfect. We got it. Yeah, and be obviously before that final in Dortmund, I think it was three days earlier. Uh, we, we we played in the, the FA Cup final. Obviously, the um, we, we rode our luck at times in the, in, the, in the Michael Owen final, as it's called, as it's the 19-year anniversary this week of that game. How much do you remember about it? Obviously, it must be one of the greatest games you must have played in. It was, it was, it was amazing to watch. Absolutely, it was. Um, I think it was the first cup FA Cup final in Cardiff um, because um, Wembley wasn't uh, open, and uh, Cardiff was unbelievable. It was so beautiful stadium, um, and then you walk out. You know, half uh, people are Liverpool supporters; the half won Arsenal. And to be fair, Arsenal had a fantastic side in this time, um, not uh, compared to, to now. It was a really, really strong side with Terry Henry and Pires and Ljungberg and all the names. 
and to, uh, yeah, and, and to be fair, we, we had no chance. <laughs> so they were, they were they were really dominating us. Um, we were yeah, a lot of defending. We couldn't create many chances, just a couple. But uh, Sander Westerwald had a fantastic game. Um, Sammy Hüppier was fantastic. Carriger. So we we defend really well, and uh, we were only one 0 down. And then uh, yeah, I think it was a corner. Um, the ball get up in the air, and I only saw uh, that Tony Adams is coming. I said, oh. I have this. I have to jump this this bit earlier than him, and I did it. He, he, the ball fall on my head straight to to Michael, and he scored to the equalizer. And I, I was only thinking, oh my God, not overtime because on this day it was so hot in Cardiff. Um, it was not easy to play this game. And then uh, I don't know what they did, but uh, if you put, um, I think it was Martin Keown against Michael Owen, uh, only one against one in the back. Uh, very stupid from Arsenal. We had luck. Patrick Berger recognized this long ball to Michael. He was running alone in front of the goal, and, and Michael is a top goal scorer. So it was clear that he can score, and uh, he did it. Unbelievable. I don't know how, but we won it. <laughs> yeah. Like you said before, Marcus, we, we did ride our luck at times. I mean, Stefan Hornshow had a, had a good game with his elbows as well. Yeah. Really funny. Yeah, if, you know, if you if you play like strikers like Tatarion, he, he was one of, one of the best in, in in this time, you know. And uh, um, you can't you can't play only uh, what the rules are allowed, you know. Sometimes you you have to do something different to to bring him out of his um, yeah uh, focus um, because he was then quite angry because he was more shouting with the referee than concentrate on the game and. This, that was fantastic from Stefan that he, he always yeah, went quite hard on him. Uh, not, not that he did bad fouls, but he was always pulling his shirt with the elbow a little bit working and all in, the, in, the, yeah, in, a, in a good way, not in a bad way, in a good way. And yeah, he, he was not this concentrated than usual. Yeah, and with, within the FA Cup, obviously, you'd won the German Cup as well. I mean, was it Obviously, an ambition coming to England to win the FA Cup with it being, you know, our biggest cup competition in England. Yeah, it was a strange feeling to be fair because if you win the the, the FA Cup and uh, even in Germany, everyone knows the FA Cup, the the, 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 yeah, the the oldest, biggest trophy in England. What you what you can win, um, we got it, and you can't celebrate because three days later is the is the is the UEFA Cup final and. Uh, that was a really strange feeling, and then you go to yeah to Germany. It was also yeah for for us Germans it was a, a, a special special uh, um, game because we played in Dortmund, fantastic stadium as well. Uh, you know, family is there, friends are there, and um, there was a there was a special game, especially for us. Uh, I think for the English guys as well because uh, this is a <laughs> it's a European Cup final, but. You know, if you then play in the, in in your hometown, uh, uh, in your um, home city, then it's then it's then it's a different different uh, uh, class as well. And and of course, uh, Alaves strong side, Mamma Mia, um, not this biggest name, but fantastic players in this time uh, playing for them. And uh, I think one of the best European Cup finals ever. So, I mean, you've just summed it up perfectly there for the UEFA Cup final, but we'll focus on that now. And I'll be honest, going into it, I didn't know who Alaves were. 
Um, I just knew that they had Jordi Cruyff and Javi Moreno, and I, I thought it was going to be a bit of a walkover. Um, and then after four minutes, you pop up with a goal, a um, nice little headed goal, settled really well. And then I thought, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a breeze. This we go into into half time, three one up, and uh, you just never know in football. You never know. And uh, tell us about your memories of that game. What did uh, what did you think of it? Yeah, it was uh, a perfect opener. Maybe a bit too early um, because it was a long time to go. Um, but of course, if you if you can score a goal in a final, this is always special. And for me, it wasn't yeah, usual that I score a goal because uh, I'm a defender. Um, so special moment. That's what I said before. You know, if you can score in front uh, of your family, friends, a goal in a final, this is of course special. Definitely, and we were. Going into half time, we were in a, a commanding lead. We're going, we're going three one, and you think this, this is going to be dead easy. Gerard scores, McAllister scores. We, we do concede one. What was your thought at half time? I mean, you're thinking, yeah, we've got this, boys. Um, to be fair, you know, we started fantastic, but I always had the feeling, oh my God, they are really good, so they are dangerous, and um, yeah, that was my feeling. So, hey, what's going on? They are good, but. One lap, two in a lap. Uh, I couldn't believe it, but uh, um, yeah, after 20 minutes, they, they came back in the game, and um, yeah, it was a really, a really strange game because uh, we had 10 minutes, then they had 10 minutes, then we had 10 minutes, then they had 10 minutes. There was always, um, even for us players, it was a really strange situation because. Um, all the time, if I had the feeling, so now we we we, we have the, the the game in our hand, the game changed, and uh, they had the game in the hand, and we were struggling, and, and then uh, I was thinking, oh my God, then we came back, and it was a really weird weird game for for us players as well. That's it, and, and another cup final where Liverpool just don't do it easy. It just thought oh, it was brilliant, but Avi Moreno played really well and yeah, yeah. such a fantastic player. And um, did you know we'd won it? Uh, once the golden goal had gone in, um, because a lot of the lads say that they didn't realise it was a, it was a golden goal, and they think uh, they're running away celebrating a goal, and all right, we've won it. <laughs> they didn't think shit. We we still need to carry on. Yeah, there was. I had the experience before '96 uh, in the in the European Cup final. I had this experience. Um, yeah, if you win, it's a fantastic feeling. If you lose, oh my God, totally disaster. Um, but. That was clear. Even if we play uh, till to the end, um, for me it was clear. Now we win this game because I think they had one or two red cards, and um, so and you could see from the body language they they were they were down. And uh, for me it was clear. Even if we had to play the the full game, um, we will we will win this game. And uh, and in the end, I think we deserved it a little bit more than them. So, yeah, I mean, we finished the season with three trophies and a Champions League place, which is obviously, that was the main uh, the main target at the beginning of the season. Um, but how was the celebrations afterwards, finally? Did you, did you party hard after achieving more than anything what we ever dreamed of? Have you got any funny stories to tell us? Yeah, there was another strange feeling. You know, you win the European Cup, you can't celebrate because three days later you play an <laughs> important game against Charlton. Um, yeah. To be fair, uh, if we played against Charlton, I, to be fair, I have no idea how we can win this game because um, I said to Didi, hey, 
how do you feel? And said, oh my God, I'm so tired. And, and me as well, I was so tired. I had, I had the feeling that's only my body on the, on the pitch, but my head is, in, is still in the changing room because we were so tired. And uh, I don't know how, we won 3-0. And to be fair, after this game, fantastic body. Good stuff. Good stuff. Any funny stories? What happened? Anything interesting that you could tell? Um, the, the funny thing for me was, you know, we we had nothing to drink in the in the in the coach. Uh, um, we went out from the from the from the stadium. Uh, two minutes, there was a Tesco shock, and uh, all the all the staff walked in. I said, what, what what are they doing? And uh, and then they came with the beer out, and uh, I said, oh, now is a good home drive. Uh, is it? I think five or five and a half hours to back to Liverpool. And it was really funny in the in the coach. Yeah, and yeah, Apple Liverpool fans, thank you very much for giving us those memories. It was uh, it was absolutely brilliant. I know me and Mick have had the conversation in the past where we just hold the treble so much uh, to our hearts for it, and I'm sure it's the same for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to to win trophies with with a club like Liverpool, this this is special because this club is special. This is not a normal club. Um, uh, everyone is asking me, well, why why what do you think about Liverpool? I say, listen, this is different to to Arsenal, to Man United, to Chelsea. This club is special because they they have so much passion. Um, I haven't seen this before. So so. Um, so many strategies as well, and uh, so many yeah success as well. And uh, now you see with this season, you know you're 20 points clear, everything is clear. You win after 30 years the the, the title, and now Corona comes. You know this is only can happen to Liverpool, to no one else. This is uh, this is unbelievable. But this is also a reason why this club is so special. The Liverpool career was unfairly halted. Um, in late 2001, when you were diagnosed with uh, Guillain-Barré syndrome, um, mm-hmm. in that it's such a terrible disease. And how how did your life change from, from that moment? Ah, this is um, yeah, it was it was a really tough period because the biggest problem what I had, no one could tell you how long it takes. You know, if you have ACL, okay, six, seven months uh, you're out or, or this injury, okay, four months out. But with this illness, uh, no one could tell me, um, yeah, how long it takes. And um, and then, of course, um, if you if you if you are normally by 100% your top professional footballer, you, you, you played 60 from 63 games and, uh, and then you come to zero. That was a strange feeling. Even I had to learn to walk again, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't walk. And um, it was definitely a, a very, very strange situation for me, um, especially for my parents, you know, for my friends, because they didn't see me like this uh, uh, before. I lost more than 10 kilos. I, I, yeah, by by one meter ninety, uh, seventy two kilos. This is this is not a lot, you know. You look not healthy, and and then I start training, you know. And uh, of course, it you always say, yeah, you learn something from from a period like this. Uh, in the end, you come back to to your normal life, you know. I'm not thinking a lot about uh, uh, this illness. I, I had this experience, and uh, this is part of my life. 
um, I always can say, okay, I had this and I still came back to play professional football, not 100% anymore, but um, 90, 80, 90%, I got it. And um, for me, the, 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 the saddest thing about this situation was that I only played one year for, for Liverpool. You know, I, I loved this club. I, I wanted to play so much more games for this special club, but I couldn't do it anymore. And uh, there was a, this is the only sad thing about it. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, mainly the, the main thing was you made the recovery and obviously you did it at such a such a fast rate and obviously you, you continued to play football, which was the main thing for me, even though you did you did end up going on loan, out on loan to the to Blackburn, obviously we signed Steve Finner. Um, mm-hmm. Was you just happy to be back playing football rather than thinking that your time at Liverpool was coming to an end? Yeah, this um, was a bit sad because uh, I had an argument with, with, with Gerard Rullier and then uh, yeah, he wasn't happy with me anymore. So he, he, he brought me, or he took me out of the of the squad and, and then was clear that uh, I have to change something. Then I went to to Blackburn and um, you know if you if you normally play for teams like like Bayern Munich uh, Liverpool uh, it was very difficult to play in Blackburn because it was a totally different style of football and uh, we were struggling we were always yeah uh, in, the, in the bottom half and um, it wasn't easy for me and then I made the decision for me it was clear if I want to come really good back again, then I have to go back to Germany and then uh, I had the luck to to sign for VfB Stuttgart and you know, uh, if in the last season uh, before I retired um, we won uh, the league with uh, VfB Stuttgart and this is not usual, you know, normally Bayern Munich or Dortmund is winning the, the league and if you can win a league with uh, VfB Stuttgart was Seriously, there was the, 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 the spot on the eye, uh, last, last game, last, uh, uh, um, after this I retire, I, I start as a coach and um, it was a fantastic end for me. Yeah, how, how was the transition for you in terms of going from player to coach? Was it, did you find that an easy um, thing? Yeah, it's, it's a bit different, yeah. Uh, I had the luck um, because Stuttgart said, listen, uh, uh, we want to keep you in, in our club because um, we can imagine that you can start a, a, a career as a coach. Then I first I was assistant, and um, yeah, of course it was, it's important to to see over the shoulder what, what's going on in the in the in the coaching uh, changing room. Because as a player, you you're just thinking for yourself. You know, it's, it's, you try to bring your best performance what you can. Um, if you do mistakes, it's never your fault. It's always the coach's fault. And um, now you see this uh, from the from the other side, and um, yeah, it's just, um, I, I love this game. You know, I love this game. I love this uh, sport, and that was for me clear. I want to stay in this business, and um, yeah, and then for me it was yeah, very early clear that uh, after the career I want to start as a coach, and uh, yeah, of course it's. Uh, not always easy as a coach because that's what I said before. You have twenty individuals, and um, everyone thinks he's the the next Messi, and uh, this is not always easy to handle this. <laughs> so yeah, you, you've just touched on your career there, and obviously you've you've managed in uh, in Australia. Um, obviously, Robbie Fowler is now managing Brisbane Roar in the A League. Um, I think he's doing a good job so far. Have, have you spoke to him before he went? Um, have you spoke to him since? 
Um, we were talking under the season. We were calling us a couple of times. Robbie did, is doing a, a fantastic job in Brisbane, uh, but also now Corona. And to be fair, still uh, I'm back from uh, uh, Australia. I haven't called him, but uh, it's always it's always fantastic to see the old lads. You know, this is um, um, not even if if we call us uh, every uh, I don't know two three months. Um, this is always uh, we have this bound. You know, we, we want something together and uh, it always keep us together and uh, also if I was working in Switzerland Sammy Hüppier was there so we were talking about uh, the old stories so you always see them Didi Harman uh, I saw him uh, last week um, also via Skype uh, he's working for Sky in, in Germany and uh, we had a conversation and uh, it's always great to see these guys and um, uh, because we have this special bound because um, yeah we were we were in a, in a fantastic time playing for liverpool and we had the luck to to win trophies and um, yeah that's the people always will remember this so marcus just a, a couple of last questions before you go because obviously i know you you're busy trying to uh, settle into your new house but we've got a squad number show uh, on our youtube channel where we focus on the squad numbers of every uh, player in the premier league for liverpool um and is there any reason you chose the number six? I mean, have you got an affinity to that number, or was it just that was the one that was available? Not really, not really. There was. I, I always wanted to have a number uh, from one to to eleven. Is, I'm a, a little bit old-fashioned. There was there was the team who is starting. That was the reason I always wanted to have a number between these these numbers, and the six was the only one who was free, and uh, I took the six. And we just want to talk about uh, the, the current team. Obviously, Jurgen Klopp is doing a fantastic job uh, with, the, with the squad right now and uh, we're on the brink of something special. And We've already won the Champions League and it just seems that Klopp and Liverpool are just a, a perfect match, aren't they? Hey, he's doing an amazing job. He, he, but he, it's not a big surprise for me because he, he was also fantastic. In uh, He started in Mainz. He was working four years in Mainz, then seven years in Dortmund. And uh, if, you, if you watch all the others, um, you know, more than one, one and a half year, normally they're not working for, for a club. And he, four years, seven years. And I think he will stay in Liverpool till he said, he is saying, um, I don't want to do this anymore because I, I can't uh, reach anything anymore. Because they're on the way to, I, I, I really believe, one of the best clubs in the world because they're, so many players want to come now to Liverpool. They want to be part of this fantastic club. And uh, yeah, if you see them playing, this is uh, it's amazing. I just got to ask you, Marcus, as well about obviously you play right back from your whole career. What do you, what do you make about Trent's like Trent's progress? How, how, do you, how much do you rate him? Different class to me. He he's so fantastic to watch him. Um, but also opposite side with Robertson, both are so fantastic young players, um, so big talents, and what they are doing at the moment. This is this is uh, this is unreal. This is. Uh, they play on a different level, um, and it's so fantastic to watch them. And and that's what I said. Uh, we also played every three days, but I never had the feeling with these guys that they are tired because they're they're going up and down and uh, technically strong, really really good ideas, uh, seeing uh, things on the pitch. Um, that's amazing. And uh, 
uh, that's what I mean. You know, this they have also a, a really good mix between young ones and, and older ones. Uh, also, uh, li um, Liverpool guys also important for 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 this club, and so they have a massive chance now to to yeah one of the best teams in in, in the world because um, Barcelona Barcelona is struggling. You know, Real Madrid. You don't know. They look like uh, or. or they're quite old now because many players over 30. So there will come a, a different break. To be fair, Bayern Munich will also be strong, but Liverpool has a massive chance. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just, and just, just final question, Mark, before we, before we let you go. Um, if you could pick your ultimate five-a-side team with, with players that you've played alongside, who would, five who would, aside. You, who would you pick? Yeah. Um, I would take... Uh, not just not just Liverpool players. You can have anybody you've ever played yeah. with. Anyone? Yeah, Sammy. Sammy Hupier was for me one of the best centre backs I ever saw in my my, my career. Uh, unbelievable. Um, poor Stefan Effenberg. Uh, what a leader! Fantastic leader. Uh, striker. Oh, many many good strikers. Mamma mia. Um, but in the end, I would take Giovanni Elba. Yeah. Also fantastic genius uh, in, in, uh, in in the box. Um, Roy Keane. No, I'm joking. Sorry. Oliver Kahn in goal. Oliver yeah. Kahn, um, unbelievable. And I need a I need a tough guy. Jamie Carragher. Shout. Good shout. Yeah, I mean. Uh, that back four that you played against, like I said at the beginning of the show, is uh, is still revered as one of the best uh, back fours and back fives, including Sander Vesterville, that we've ever had. You know, Marcus, you were definitely in a lot of uh, footballers uh, all-time Premier League 11s are back for a lot of people's choice over the years. So, yeah, must, it's such a good five-a-side, that, Mick. It's going to be yeah. hard. Don't think you can beat that. Jesus. <laughs> Really yeah, I had a, I had the luck to play with many many good players together, and this is always difficult to say who was the best or we ditch because if you play for Liverpool, if you play for Bayern Munich, there, there is no one there who, who can't play football. You know, they are they're all good. So now it's just a, a taste uh, which kind of players you prefer, and uh, that's it because they're they're all. Players who play, who can play on a on a really high level. Yeah, this is uh, this is a team now who can win trophies, big trophies, you know. And it was so important that they won the the, the Champions League final because, uh, you know, if you if you win a trophy like the Champions League, then is everything possible. And if you see them this season, how they play in the league, this is uh, this is uh, not normal. This is um, this is so fantastic, and uh, yeah, and. Really sad for for Jurgen Klopp and the guys that now came came Corona. I don't know if they if they can start again the league uh, or they say okay, uh, you 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 so many points in front, you you got the title. But this is not the same than if you would stay on the pitch with your crowds. You want to celebrate with your crowds, you know. This is uh, uh, of course after thirty years, it's, it's beautiful. Even if you, but come on, uh, this is so so tough for 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 the guys um, to. Don't get this feeling uh, because the, the 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 city is so long waiting for for this trophy, and now you got it, and you can't celebrate. This is really shame, shameful. 
Well, like I said, we'll see it, it'll happen eventually, mate. We will get there. But, um, but Marcus, listen, we could talk to you all day. We really could. It would be interesting if we could. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. Um, thank you for everything you did for feeling that season and winning three trophies and uh, playing your heart out. It's, uh, you, you, you never forget how feel, mate. Thank you very much for having me and stay, stay healthy, yeah? You too, buddy. All the best to you and Tina, mate. Take care. Thank you very much. All the Good best. Night. Have a nice day. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.